Hey everybody, how you doing? It's Peter Doak here, and it's time for the PDG Advertising Podcast, episode 41. It is the 28th of June, 2019, and we're here in East Belfast, and I've got a window open, and if you listen hard enough, you might hear some bands playing in the background. There's a there's two things going on reasonably close to me. Um, one is DJ Tiesto playing at the Boucher Road playing fields. Not the Boucher Road, the Orm Road fields. I think that's pretty close. And then in between that and where we are now is um, what are called band parades. If you're from Northern Ireland listening to this, you are familiar <laughs> with what a band parade is. If you're not, it's... Um, can be quite a contentious issue um but i mean we're not political here at pdg advertising i have always considered myself pretty much across the spectrum um between the two communities here the protestant community and the catholic community and i can um i can kind of see both sides of uh the, it and it, if i was to talk about the positive sides of it anybody that i've talked to that's interested in band parade sets it's just a, a nice day out for um family and and people being able to you know watch bands and lots of bright colors and noise and if you're interested in it you can have a bit of a drink at it um there's another side to it you know the the um that the um other side of the community um and yeah you could get pretty and <laughs> have a lot of respect for any <laughs> political commentators out there because um, there's a little bit of tension here in Northern Ireland whenever you talk about these kind of things. But um, anyway, you might be able to hear some of that in the in the background as we're here today in in Belfast. But let's move on to more um, PDG advertising based things. So yeah, we're on episode forty one, and we've got a new cover for YouTube. Um, Laura helped us put this on. Um, Laura's our um, podcast audio editor and she was um has been wonderful in making sure that these podcasts whenever they're created on anchor that they then get published on youtube it's a combination of a picture and some text and the audio of the podcast and i am really appreciate her helping getting that done it makes it really easy but the addition that we've got a new cover art so it's pretty cool one it's a rip excuse me um hiccup in on the podcast regular feature um it's a red orange yellow and green um global map with digital touch points all over it there's one that looks like it's right here in the um on the irish and um, british isles um and i'm really pleased with it. but it's also got a little bit down the corner that says also available on spotify and on anchor it's also available on apple music whatever that's called now itunes and also um, Pocket and SoundCloud as well. PDG Advertising Podcast is available all over the place for your listening pleasure. So um, it's quite an event whenever we do that new image. So I hope you check it out over on on YouTube and uh, let me know what you think about it. It's been a really heavy week at PDG Advertising. Um, There were a couple of points in it where things got a little bit tough. Um, just trying to work out, you know, some stakeholder management issues, um, with our customer list and, 
it's funny. I mean, whenever a customer even asks a question, we kind of jump into panic mode and we say, well, and if it's if it's not what we're expecting, we're like, well, why haven't we seen that? Why didn't we see that? And we have to remember that we're pretty small for a start. And second of all, we have to remember that we always try to do the best that we can for the customer with our goals of customer growth, quality of service and brand awareness. And that's really the cornerstone of what we do. And I believe that if we all believe that in PDG advertising, that anything we do will be working towards benefiting the customer. Um, it was really interesting whenever we dealt depth, whenever we dived into a customer issue this week, it turned out that the customer wasn't unhappy at all um, and that we hadn't done anything incorrectly. Um, it's just a little bit of a communication um, problem. And that's something that we're getting really good at. Um, but I, I think if you were running a business and you didn't get um, annoyed whenever something you know, wasn't exactly the way you thought it should be, um, you probably shouldn't be in the business to start off with because um, it's, it's going to happen. <laughs> Nothing goes the way that you expect it to. Um, and things blindside you and it's just something that happens. So um, it, it has been busy, but it's also been busy because we're just busy. That that's 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 how it is, and it's how we wanted to be. And we're gonna have to grind for at least another month. Um, just myself and Anthony and our wonderfully valued, um, and amazing contractors. Um, but in August, on the first of August, we will all be in well. Have our new hire um installed, our account manager that will help deal with those issues. So, this week has kind of proved to me that we're making a good move in bringing on that new person. Um, and the interview processes are just, and I'll talk about that in a second, but um, the interview processes are just um, are ongoing. Um, and we've had a couple of interviewees um, this week, uh, really wonderful. Um, we've just got another few to, to go uh, next week. And we will uh, make a decision, we've said we'd make a decision by um, Wednesday. So um, we're really looking forward to um, moving that process along. And the idea is that by the 1st of August, um, maybe sooner, maybe a little bit later, but we'll have that account manager person installed in the business. And it's interesting because st stuff starts to move, like continents move in, on the earth. You know, things move slowly, but they start to move into the places that you kind of expect them to go into. And one of them is that extra um, person, that account manager um, person for the uh, for the business. We've got to say the, um, the interviews that we did on... Uh, Wednesday was it? Because um, this is the PDG Advertising Podcast 41, but it's only our second this week it's been that busy. Um, and there's lots for us to talk about on this for sure because it's been such a busy week. But um, it's because of things like our interviews. And the interviews were just so good. The, the standard of person, I don't even mean the standard of digital marketer. I think the standard of person is really, really strong here in Northern Ireland. I uh, was, on a, was on a networking call um, a couple of weeks ago, maybe Tuesday, and it was a Zoom conference call, and I was on a call with someone who has moved to the US and is working to try to gain business over there, um, but they're still connected with Northern Ireland. To be honest, I wasn't really sure what they did, um, and I got a, a kind of an interesting vibe from them. But something that the guy said halfway through the call. Um, was about how pathetically small Northern Ireland is. And I, my eyes winced at that point. I thought, that is not, I cannot believe someone from here is saying that. 
um, and I don't like it. And it's up to him. It's up to people to have their own opinion, and that's that's fine. But I, I don't agree at all. I don't agree at all. I think that we are excellently placed. Um, we may be a small country, but we punch way above our weight in a lot of things, and there's something special about us. Um, I believe that, and I think that we are extremely good, and and it's only being strengthened by the people that, you know, um, every single one of the interviewees, like they're just special people. They're excellent people, um, really really strong at what they do, and they will do big things, whether it be with us at PDG Advertising or, um, with something else. But to label Northern Ireland as pathetically small is just one of the worst things I've heard in a very very long time. And I didn't like it at all. I know this is getting a bit salty, but some things like that can can really annoy me. I, I don't like an attack on any area, and I, and I think that was that. And very inappropriate for a, a networking call. And this might be very inappropriate for a podcast, but I don't care because <laughs> I'm not beholden to anybody for this. Um, so yeah, our, our interviews, um, really good. Um, looking forward to the next ones, and we'll be making a decision um, by uh, Wednesday of, of next week. We're um, going through a process of where things are getting a little bit complicated in PDG advertising, and we need to not do that. Um, we had a, I had a great teacher in school. Um, we called him Tufty. <laughs> His name was Paul McGonagall. Um, if you're listening to this, uh, Mr. McGonagall, I'm sorry. I'm sure you know that you were called Tufty. I'm not sure why you were called Tufty. I don't think you had any tufts or anything. And when I think of Tufty, I think of a, a squirrel that helps people cross the road. It was a Green Cross code or walking across the road campaign in Northern Ireland at a time. And uh, I think the main character to help you cross the road was called Tufty. And he was a huge squirrel. I imagine that's because of his Tufty tail, but I don't know. Um, but he said something. Um, he said something really important. He said, whenever you're doing anything, keep it simple, keep it country. I don't know why he said keep it simple, keep it country. Um, to me, the country is extremely complicated. <laughs> I don't understand it at all. Farms to me are mind-blowingly complex. I, I don't understand them at all. But he said, keep it simple, keep it country. And we need to keep things simple and not complicate things. Um, things are complicated and we need to decomplify them. Decomplify to declutter them, to take away all the noise. And, and there's something that really helps that. It's called, uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's first principle reasoning. reasoning. So you break everything down into its core principles and you figure out how, how it works and, and what makes sense and how we can move forward. It's whenever there's too much information at one go um, that things get complicated and I think mistakes start to be made. So breaking things down into simple, simple, simple terms and simple actions and you know doing the research like if something whenever something appears to be too complex to me it's usually that people aren't doing the you know the um they're not doing the research first and breaking it down into its simple parts because things are very very complex like everything is complex but i feel like it's our job to make it less complex and to work on simplifying things and that's a real focus um, at PDG Advertising. I was watching a really cool, um, wasn't a TED talk but it was TED talk-esque and it was from Jack Ma, the owner of a big e-commerce platform called uh, Alibaba and he said that in your business um, 
you can't have people talking different languages. Everybody has to speak the same language. Um, so the example is if you have half chickens and half ducks um, and the chickens and ducks try to talk to each other, they won't know what each other are saying. So the ducks have to learn to speak chicken and the chickens need to learn to speak duck so that there can be agreement, understanding, clarity and clear communication between between everyone. I really believe that. I, I think there's a religious overtone to this as well. I read about um, something from Jordan Peterson's podcast and it was about the Tower of Babel and it was saying that the buildings got so, so, so big that they needed to bring in contractors to finish off the tower. Um, and when they did that, everybody spoke a different language. It meant that things couldn't get done and the tower fell down and got completely ruined. And it was because people weren't speaking the same languages. And that goes for us in PDG advertising. We need to learn to speak each other's language and we need to learn to understand each other. And that's something that we will forever work on. Um, we will never master that. But if we even get it to 10%, um, then we'll be doing better than I reckon 90% of, of other organizations. So that's definitely going to be a focus of mine to learn to speak duck and to teach people to speak chicken as well. <sighs> speaking of speaking of chickens and ducks, I am this intermittent fasting. I've gone a step up this week. Um, previously, I was doing what's called 16-8, which means you fast for 16 hours and you eat for eight hours. And it's not that brutal. It's it's a bit gets a bit hairy around you know, when it's coming up to the end of your fast, but it's not, not so bad. Um, today and two days ago, I've done a 24-hour fast, and a 24-hour fast is brutal. Whenever you have lived your life for 33 years, um, and you um, have done that, you uh, and you've never fasted for more than five hours <laughs> whenever you've been waking um, awake, Going from that to fasting for, for 24 hours is, is absolutely brutal. On on Tuesday, I actually broke it early, um, maybe by a couple of hours. But I had fasted for more than 24 hours in total. It just hadn't I hadn't lasted the whole 24 hours according to the app. And I'm not sure if that's right or not. So right now, I've fasted for definitely 24 hours. But the app says I need to wait for another four. And whenever I'm sitting talking about chickens and ducks, all I can think about is a chicken sandwich, um, maybe a chicken club sandwich, or... Um, Maybe like a duck with hoisin sauce or something like that. Ah, oh, it'd be amazing. But uh, that's where we are with our, our fasting. If you're at all interested in the trials and tribulations of uh, Peter Doak and his, his weight management uh, journey, um, it's going it's going a little bit better than than it has been recently. I mean, what what was happening before was I was just putting on more and more and more weight. No matter how much I worked out, no matter what I did, um, I we I stopped when the first week that I did intermittent fasting. This is about week four or five. I stopped um, I stopped gaining weight and at this point I maybe lost about seven pounds or so so that's pretty good I think I think that's I think that's pretty pretty uh, pretty reasonable um, for about five six weeks or so of this um, I don't know if it's sustainable but I'm just gonna keep doing it until I get down to that because it certainly allowed me to control it so now I know that's actually quite cool. Now I know in the future if I um, feel like I'm getting out of control with food, I know how to put the pause button on and say, look, this is how you, you know, stop um, increasing your, your weight. 
Um, but anyway, yes, that's the, the weight loss journey. Okay, so the uh, great thing about the podcast is over time we can tell a story. And today we're talking about the fourth stage of the customer journey. Let me recap the stages so far. So stage one is where you're trying to get in front of people for the first time. And stage two is where you repeatedly get in front of people again by pixeling them and by following them around the internet. Stage three is whenever you've got them connected via social or via um, your email account, uh, your email marketing account, and you can then email them asking them to purchase. And then stage four, it's really interesting um, stage, it's trying to get the second sale. And I think unless you're selling Ferraris or gold or something really, really expensive, I think you always want the ability to upsell, to sell again to someone. Like a repeat prescription, um, maybe not prescription, but a repeat um, order or a repeat food stuff or shopping order or like Tesco's or maybe a coffee order or something like that are so perfect because um, whenever someone purchases once, you can be right in front of them again with a request to purchase again. And this stage is so, so simple. It's just targeting people who have purchased your product before via online ads by creating custom audiences in channels like Facebook and Google ads. And most importantly, emailing those customers to say, are you ready to purchase again? We've got a special offer at the moment. Um, would you like to take part? And um, given, the, given a coupon code for, for that. Look, it's the same in B2B. I think whenever people are at that stage, whenever they've bought from you, um, the equivalent in B2B is a trigger to have someone give pick up the phone and have a conversation with um, your customer. You don't know where that could lead to. Some like it, some don't. Um, and it's why I always say that um, B2B and B2C are, are so, so similar. The, the customer journey is, there are different cosmetic parts to it, but fundamentally, if you're not getting back in front of your purchasers again, um, because it is twofold. One, you might get them to purchase again, which is awesome primary goal two um you might find out why they won't purchase again and so that you can make sure that you fix that part of the process and make sure they purchase again after that so this is a really short one because it is really short and it's really easy step two of the customer journey is to get people to repeat sorry not step two rewind step four of the customer journey is to get people to repeat purchase your product and you do that through Facebook advertising, using custom adverts based on that will only go to people who have purchased. And you can do that on Facebook and on Google by uploading your list of customers into those platforms and specifying that adverts should only go to those people. It's an incredible way of doing things. Um, and also, more importantly, way more importantly, emailing the people that have purchased from you in the uh, in the past. And, and that is a formula for success. You know, you have spent so much money getting from people from stage one, which is getting in front of them for the first time, to stage two, repeatedly getting in front of them, building trust, and then getting them to uh, give you their email address, giving you their email address, getting them to purchase. That is ROI enough, but if you want to get the super duper ROI, then it's getting people to repeat purchase, and, and that's a key component of the, overall, um, of the overall sales process. And I would love to hear how your sales process is working 
even if you want to you know get in touch and we'd even have guests on the show soon so um if you wanted to get in touch and talk to us about your sales process then we would love to to do that and we'd love to share that and we're not going to critique it but we could all we could definitely suggest any any you know changes that might help or or give you some of the benefit of our of our experience so stage four of the customer journey is to get repeat purchasers of your product using online advertising um, such as google ads facebook ads and your email database so everyone i want to end on this note um, we had some wonderful conversations with customers this week and one of them was where a customer was afraid to email his email list um, too much and too much to him was more than once uh, once a week um, we disagree um, we the customer used the term I want to treat my email list like gold and I think that's the wrong approach because I think at times we um, are scared of people unsubscribing from our email list um, I've seen it so many times where people say oh we got unsubscribes and they get depressed about it but if these guys are unsubscribing because you're emailing, emailing them maybe twice a week they are not ready to purchase from you they don't want to purchase from you um, I don't think they ever will purchase from you and I think it's better off that you're rid of them um, instead of keeping on thinking that they're going to purchase inflating your figures thinking oh this went to this many people and nobody clicked on it or purchased it's better to get rid of them in the first place I don't advocate more than maybe two a week three maybe at a maximum but you know um Two emails per week is not too many. Um, and, you know, at least one per week for sure. Um, now, I, I want to just say this. This customer is amazing. And they brought it to us as a discussion. And they said, we're not emailing to want to know what you think about it. So we're working really well together on it. Um, but we said, you know, this is probably not what we would do. We would be a little bit more aggressive um, and we wouldn't. We we do want to treat our customers like gold, and we want to treat people like gold. But if someone has opted into a list, we want to get in touch with them cleverly, repeatedly, a little bit aggressively, because we're competing with a lot of other people out there that are emailing maybe twice per day at times, um, and we see that full spectrum. So, um, just if you are worried about emailing your audience too much, I nearly don't think you can. Maybe like once a day or every two times a day is way too much but twice an e twice a twice a week and if you if you can even like if you can even set up emails more than twice a week i'd be pretty impressed um it's actually a struggle to get two emails set up per week for a business um so doing one a day probably isn't even feasible so it's nearly a case of email people as much as you can um to get them through that sales process we never want to annoy anybody or upset anybody but um, in 2019, um, you can afford a few more emails in your in your funnel. Don't worry about upsetting people. You've got to you've got to do what you think is right to the best of your ability. And people can either like it or not. And if they want to unsubscribe, then then let them. All right, everyone. I'm gonna go and um, probably break this fast. Um, just want to say again, I really appreciate everybody that listens to this podcast. Um, we got quite a lot of, um, I sent out a post on LinkedIn, I think it was, and um, we got quite a lot of listeners from from that. So I really appreciate that. Um, I hope you continue to return. Um, 
might never know if you do or not because maybe that was just a surge and then we'll we'll have less but <laughs> really appreciate you if you're if you're listening to this and um feel free to let us know that you're listening um maybe someday you could be on this podcast as well um and we'll answer any questions that you have um on the podcast and we'll soon be setting up some guest podcasters as well so uh have a great weekend and i will be back on monday with episode 42 of the PDG Advertising Podcast.